my first day in studio since, what, Tuesday last week? Is that right? It's been a minute. Welcome back. I was happy to see we had K-Cups. So, Casey and Brian Vineyard won. My wife, nothing. We still don't have K-Cups in my house, Josh. I don't know what to do. Unbelievable. What is this manual scooping of coffee that I've been forced to do over the last couple of days? It's supposed to be easier than that. I want to start the show with a quick uh, announcement. Number one. That, isn't that how... Dude, I heard something funny yesterday. Have you heard of CEOs in church? I had not. I mean, we all see CEOs as chief executive officer. I heard CEOs as church Easter only. And I kind of laugh. Then I'm like, oh, it's probably not funny because, again, the, the person telling the story was talking about different types of people that, that go to church on Easter Sunday. But even if you're a CEO, church Easter only, you know, we always, you start the sermon with a few announcements, right? Sometimes now it's become hip to put them at the end, like Pastor Adam, but whatever it is, got a few announcements here off the top. Sometimes it might be both. Sometimes there might be an announcement before and after. Um, announcements. Announcements for the Plank Show. Number one, tomorrow on this very radio program, KJ Kindler and the OU women's gymnastics team will be spending the bet. And I, I'm I. I am just now letting you know about this too, Josh, so I apologize on our show that I did not send. I was driving and texting yesterday. But, 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 but. I sort of assumed as much. But, to be clear, I was driving and uh, texting in my awesome, could be yours, Ford Expedition that the good people at Fowler Toyota had allowed me the opportunity to drive. And it's got the Apple CarPlay. So I was able to voice text, which is kind of cool. Except for where I have found sometimes with it, whenever it's like, okay, to send, you're like, yes, send it. You're like, wait, no, no, no. Happened a few times, sorry. But I was going back and forth with, with KJ, and we are going to have one heck of a lineup tomorrow. KJ... In her normal 9 a.m. spot, we'll be joined by Lou and Tom. We're going to have all of the stars, including Olivia Troutman, in studio tomorrow. And we're we're basically giving the first two hours of the show, or, or, or the first two hours of the show tomorrow, or a celebration of the Women's Gymnastics National Championship. How cool is that? Love it. KJ and Tom from 9 to 9.30. Jenna and Emma from 9.30 to 9.45. Uh, Carly and Reagan, we get two segments with Carly Woodard and Reagan Smith. Olivia Troutman um, uh, is going to be on with us at 10.15. Audrey and Joe at 10.30. And uh, Bell and Danny at 10.45. So we're, we're loaded up tomorrow to celebrate a national championship. That is announcement number one. Announcement number two. There is no number two. It's just I was kind of excited about having this show, the show set up for tomorrow. Announcement number two. Good there morning. Is, there is no number two. Here's the plan. The plan failed. <laughs> but, no, KJ and the entire women's gym crew is going to come up tomorrow. We're going to celebrate a national championship. It, it's worked out pretty well because uh, Mark Desher, at OU Photo Guy, 
who is here bright and early. We're, we're doing a cover story on the women's gymnastics national title. And it's going to be good old-fashioned newspaper around here because we're going to have, what, Mark, a deadline of like 1230 tomorrow when they get in here to knock out the rest of the story. The framework's out there, Josh. The 2,000-word framework is out there. We just got a few I's to dot and T's to cross to wrap that bad boy up. But, hey, what a weekend for just national championships within the Sooner Nation. The men's gym team comes oh so close. After a perplexing Friday night, I think is a fair way to put it. But then to see, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is a, a run quite like what we've seen for OU for – just sports in general. When you – isn't that what I said? Did I say Christmas, Easter only, or did I not? Yeah, you did. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's the first time I'd ever heard it, by the way. But when you think about how incredible this team has been, this program has been and the consistency of it with its runner-ups and competing for a national championship, I just – I hated that they came up short, but I I loved seeing how they bounced back in a big way after Friday night. Did, did I not say Christmas, Easter only? Did I say something wrong? Christmas and Easter only? I thought I said it right. Anyway, um, that's... <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, um, congratulations to Mark Williams who came out just short. And then, of course, tomorrow we'll celebrate with K.J. Kinlaw. I still – I think a runner-up is worth celebrating. I mean, that's just – that's just me. But I'd love to get Mark and his crew in here too. It's always been a fun time. I might even let my daughter come to work with me tomorrow. Really? I bring daughter to work day. That'd be cool. Um. Mark Williams, I saw this, has been the OU head coach for 22 championships, and they've finished first and, third, uh, first and second in all but three and has never left the NCAAs without a trophy. That is incredible. That's incredible. So kudos to the gymnastics. Oh, church on Easter only? What? That? Okay, sorry. I didn't realize that. I, I thought everyone kind of got it. Maybe I said it too too quickly. Would that be something that is so confusing? Or? Church and Easter only. All right. Anyway, I'd never heard that before. That was new to me. Um. Oh no 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 no. I said, I said church on Easter. And I mean Christmas and Easter only. Thank you. There you go. I apologize. There's CEO ah, that's yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. and Easter only. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I, I, I mind F to myself. It's it's Sorry. adding up now. Now it is. Sorry. So church on Easter only is some, Christmas and Easter only is other. My bad. Uh, now that we have the biblical side of things out of the way, I apologize. Lots Chris, of CEOs out CEOs, there informing right. us. CEOs. No, 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 no. Listen, I know it's Christmas and Easter only. Anyway, um, you want to get to it now? Why not? Off the top, yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it was a good weekend for OU softball. They sure. won the series versus it's Texas. A, it, it's it's fascinating to me how much people will panic over one loss over the stretch of 41 games. 
And I I became I don't do this very often on Twitter. I became a block and fool. But before I became a block and fool, there was there was one thing that I guess in a lot of ways just frustrates me to no end. And it's any questioning of anything that happens with the game management of Patty Gasso. That slander will never, and I mean ever, fly with me, you ungrateful dopes. Because literally right when the game had wrapped up, a lot of people had questions about the Lou um, Gilbert, the Lou Gilbert hit that led to the, I guess you could say, game winning three run double in the bottom of the sixth inning. Because at the point at that time it was still a one zero game. And if you're not familiar and you don't follow softball the way that I do and that most of us do in uh, in this here time slot then may- maybe you didn't pay attention outside of just final scores. So here's what we had. Oklahoma won the game on Friday night. Good, hard-fought game. Kind of what we expected. 3-1. to one. Oklahoma run-ruled Texas on Sat- or th- Thursday night. They won 3-1. to one. Run-ruled them on Saturday night. And put up a crooked number, six-run fifth inning. Like, whoa. Friday night? I, did I say it right? This Friday, Saturday, Sunday, S getting moved to Thursday, Friday, Saturday has just thrown me for a loop. But Thursday night they won three to one. Friday night they won nine to one. So it was just pure domination. Then on Saturday, we get to the point where you're gonna see Dulcini again. And I'm of the opinion that they adjust and they're gonna be fine. But if there is one thing we've noticed, it's gone counter to anything I thought would happen this season which is Oklahoma seems to struggle the second time they face a talented pitcher as opposed to kind of the first time. So I don't know if if this becomes a battle of adjustments or what, but whatever the the Baylor pitcher did, whatever the Texas pitcher did, um, even the UAB pitcher, you know, whatever these three young women did, it worked. And for Oklahoma, it didn't adjust like it should have. Or or maybe I should rephrase that, um, it didn't respond like they're capable of. Better? Better way to put it? So, in the sixth inning of this game on Saturday, it's one zip Texas. The Oklahoma offense... Had one hit, Josh. One. It was not pretty. And as I pull out all my notes from the game, I think it's time to let this thing go here. I think this manila folder has indeed seen its better days. It's, it's had better days. So in the sixth inning, Oklahoma, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven straight. Batters had been retired since Jada Coleman was hit by a pitch in the fourth. Oklahoma's not – a lot of pop-ups. I look in my score sheet, F7, strikeout, F5, F6, F7. There's a ground out, and that's it. Seven straight outs, and only two of those outs were ground outs. One of them was a strikeout since a hit by pitch. 
and the hit-by-pitch was the only base runner that the Sooners had had since the second. It was tough. It's frustrating. Uh, Mary Iacopo gets the big hit in, when was that? In the bottom half of the fifth, so you were hoping. They get the play in the fifth. You respond. It's one zip. It's going to be okay, but it didn't happen. But you're sitting at one zip, and you're thinking, okay, hold on to this. Get us a chance in the seventh. Get Kinsey Hans to the plate. Maybe get Jada Coleman to the plate, or you would get Jada to the plate. Let's go. And the leadoff walk, which always kills you, is followed by back-to-back outs. And then with two outs after a strikeout to Katie Simmons and J.J. Smith grounded out on what was a bunt that was an incredible play by Kenzie Hansen. Lou Gilbert appears to step out of the box whenever she gets a base hit. Now, I want to be clear. For those that aren't familiar, stepping out of the box in college softball is no longer, when you make contact, an out. It is a it, – it takes – now, to be clear, when you step out of the box as a coach, you can take the result of the play. So let's say with Lou Gilbert up, she has her little slap, that single, but I don't even remember to what side of the field it was on. Let's say it's to short. And Grace Lyons makes a play and throws her out at first – well, she stepped out of the box. Doesn't matter. Sooner's going to take the out. They're back in the dugout. As, as Gilbert stepped out of the box, I think fairly clearly on replay now, Coach Gasso went out to talk to the umpires. And I'll keep my phone here just in case she wants to correct me. From my understanding is whenever she said, hey, she was out of the box. The umpires came together. And ruled that she was not. And she's like, I want to review it. And they informed her that it wasn't a reviewable play. Which seems pointless to me outside of the fact that, you know, maybe they don't have the angles where they feel, I mean, because out of the box you'd like that overhead angle. But it seemed like I've never seen a stadium with cameras in more places than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm not even kidding. They had cameras everywhere for this thing. So I don't know how they – that you might say, hey, we didn't have an angle for that. But I'll I'll double-check with Toby Baldwin. I guess because now it's a ball strike play, e- either the umpire was misunderstood, either may- maybe the specific way to say is, hey, I think she stepped on the plate. I don't, I don't know. But what they were told is after she asked the umpires, hey – I think I think she was out of the box. They got together and ruled that she wasn't, and they were informed that it wasn't a reviewable play. So when you text me after the game and you're like, why didn't she challenge it? It cost us the game. First of all, you're blocked because it's dumb. It's one loss in 40 straight games. I think we're going to be okay. And number two, you don't think Patty Gasso meshed and, and pushed her way through asking those types of questions? I mean, come on. So it's it's supposed to be a reviewable play. My understanding, and, and again, maybe it's in semantics, right? So, for instance, I was trying to think of an NFL or a football analogy. Like you, you can't, you can't review um, like pass interference anymore, right? But you can, you can review if the foot's in bounds. I mean, I I haven't really come up with a good comparison for it yet. 
But to me, it would, and I'm sure someone's been thinking about this and has one right off the top of their head. But like, you can't review offsides, but you can review too many men on the field. Yeah, I, I, I kind of was thinking about that as a comparison. But that that was the explanation that Oklahoma was given. And I won't lie to you, I didn't go back and overanalyze the replay. I know what I saw, and I thought I saw someone who, at the very least, should have been called back to say, all right, it's you, you striked whatever it would have been there. I think it still would have been strike two. But whatever it was, I just I felt like the umpires missed it. Now, am I sitting here at 9.20 on a Monday morning trying to tell you that that was the difference in the game? No. Oklahoma should have been in that situation, right? But it also it, it becomes a little bit more glaring because Kenzie Hansen then comes up in the bottom uh, in the top of the seventh inning and hits an absolute nuke over the left field wall. I mean, one of the deepest home runs I've ever seen. So naturally, it becomes oh my gosh, they they should have won the game and maybe I don't know. Maybe there should have been more than two base runners heading into the sixth inning, right? Maybe, I don't know, if you want to nitpick, maybe Jordy doesn't leave one up to the two-hole hitter. I don't know. I'm just I, – I hate when people look at one play like that on – it was an unearned run, too, by the way, heading into the sixth inning. I mean, it was one zip on an unearned run. This was – Two pitchers that were dueling. And I think if you watched and paid attention on Saturday, you know that Jordy Ball was fighting. She wasn't her best on Saturday. And credit Texas. It's a hard thing to do for some people. But that's how usually real softball goes. The 9 1, 20-2, 15-1, 10-zip. Those are the anomalies. This team needed to be challenged. And Coach Casso said it all weekend long, regardless of what happened over that weekend, the team was going to be better because of it. So as much as I as much as I screwed up my Christmas and Easter only explanation, did I do a better job with laying out what in the world happened to the to the Sooners there in the seventh? Does that make our sixth? Does that make a little bit more sense? Yeah, it does. Coach asked if it if she could challenge it and was told no. And here we are. Now, again, like I said, is that a situation where the umpire misinterpreted what she was what she was asking and what she was looking at? Maybe so. But I've never seen my man JT Gasso move quicker than he did from the back of the dugout to the front of the dugout because he thought right away, he saw it right away from his perspective. And I just I felt like the umpires missed one there. In terms of the camera angles, even if you don't have the best angle, feel like you're going to be able to see if somebody stepped out of the box or not. Correct. I mean, you, you've always got a camera on the batter's box. Always. So even if it's not a picture-perfect angle, you've got an angle. you got an angle. You would have to think in some way, shape, or form. Now, I mean, no. By, by the way, no part of the foot can be out of the box. That's the rule. No part of the foot. Couple toes, whatever. Yeah, whenever it's like, oh, but she still had foot. No, no, no. You you cannot. You can't. Have to be fully. You've got to be in the box. 
That's that's that the rules as far as college softball is concerned. But it was just a to me it becomes very frustrating based on what then happened in the seventh. So I'm not saying that you don't I like friends Al, Al, I love Alan Moody out of Fort Worth is one of the great contributors. And he asked a great question after the game. It was just, hey, will you ask Coach what happened? Because it seemed like that could have really changed the game. And he's right. You don't that's how you handle things as a fan, I think. Not oh cost us the game. I mean, obviously it was a, a pivotal situation, sure. but that's not the only play in the game, and I, I get what you're saying that, sure, it, it could have played out differently if you get that review. I mean, obviously, but you could have scored runs in the first, second, third, fourth, well, fifth, sixth. Okay, eight. let's let's get a break. And if Listen, softball fans that beg for more talk, I'm always here for you. But I need you to help me at 405-329-9000. I see the Air Comfort Solutions text line is blowing up. Um, 405-651-3439. Let me give you a couple of things that if you want to say, it cost us the game, that you can use more than the Lou Gilbert play in the seventh. That that a fair way to go on the show? And also I want to take a moment to remind you that Oklahoma Sooner softball is now 38-1. and and that was their first loss since the first game of the Women's College World Series Championship Series. It does suck, though, because looking at the schedule ahead, oh, they, gonna, they were going to get that Arizona record. I mean, they're not going to lose again until probably the postseason, if even then. <laughs> I mean, and by the post, maybe the Big 12 tournament. I want to see them hit against Tulsini again so bad. So bad. Because I think they'll make adjustments. But we'll get into it all. Uh, again, I've gone long in the first segment. What am I doing? It's the Plank Show. Hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. That's VHFence.com. 405-735-1167. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Oh. I'm solo dadding today, so it's a big responsibility. Wow. Yeah. How did um, you earn earn this opportunity? Well, Josh, you see, whenever you're told that someone's going to be gone, you don't really get to say anything. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say earn the opportunity. <laughs> how, how did you get told? You, I'm gone. You'd, you'd Actually, you, you know what? In all seriousness, ha- happy birthday to my mother-in-law. My wife, Al- my wife is spending the day with her mother-in-law. So, well, yes, happy, happy birthday. I don't know if to it's, your mother-in-law. I think it was the 16th. But so they're having their birthday celebration. So to celebrate, they went to Pioneer Woman. Does that sound right? In somewhere in Oklahoma. So Pahaska, thanks, Ado, you photo guy. So love yeah, it. They're 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 there. Well, how was your weekend, by the way? Before it was good, man. It was good. Uh, got to see mom and dad and had Easter lunch yesterday. So that's always, I can't believe I said church on Easter only. I'm, I'm glad I was like, why are these people yelling at me? I said the right thing. And it was, I meant to say Christmas and Easter church only. on Christmas and Easter only. But yeah, I heard, I'd never heard CEO Christmas, Easter only. I'd never heard that before. I thought it was hilarious, but yeah. So did you have to travel or was that the week before when you traveled? 
No travel. No oh, travel for, for me this weekend, which was good. Yeah, it was last weekend went up and my grandma's 90th birthday party was going on, so that good. was cool. But, no, it look, there's nothing better than seeing family and not having to travel. Dude, we, we had to go up to Tulsa yesterday, which is not – it's not a bad road trip. It's just anywhere you want to get now, it's just turnpikes everywhere. I mean, I know it's always been the case, but and when you don't, like, I don't. I had a, I had my Fowler car, so I've never dug through a car that I has no has no change in it, looking for change like I did on Saturday on Sunday. It's like find it. There's got to be a diamond here somewhere. We need ninety five cents in order to get through here. I kind of wish Oklahoma would go to the system that Texas has. I think they. Where they'll just kind of mail mail you your turnpike ticket or whatever. By the way, Dallas over at Fowler Toyota, then you'll be getting a turnpike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming uh, your way. Let, let me know when you guys need the $3. Uh, by the way, quick side note before <laughs> – I want to get to Ron here real quick. Uh, that's funny. Um, uh, what is cool about Austin? It's weird. Okay. And you could keep it that way if you'd like to. I mean, I, I get it if I was 20 to 25 years old and wanted to hit the bar scene. But whenever – I I literally, Josh Helmer, spent the whole weekend angry in traffic. I mean, it was – we're coming home from a game. Dude, we're coming home from a game at 9 o'clock at night. It's 9.30. Yeah, it's late. And it's, you can't get anywhere. Really? You're, like, stuck in traffic. And everyone's bumper to bumper. Yeah, that's how Dallas is, too. Oh, yeah, Dallas. Pff. I mean, at least in Dallas, it's like, ah, oh, it's Dallas. I get it. It's like – Austin's supposed to be this college town. Right? Yeah, you don't have that expectation right. about Austin. It's like hip and hopping and everyone's cool and everyone's late. No, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. The, the mental expectation that you go in when you're driving in Dallas, you, you expect that. Austin, right, right. You, you're I, like, I, I go to Austin, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. What's going on? This here? is ridiculous. Um, all right, so listen, I asked uh, for some calls from softball fans, 405-329-9000. got a lot of really good texts. Ron, though, has checked in first. Good morning, Ron. What's going on? Good morning, Chris. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Anytime, man. And, I, and I, first of all, I hope my, my uh, questions meet your earlier criteria about <laughs> back calling. So no, there's no such thing as a bad calling, Ron. Okay. Well, first of all, one, from the uh, watching the game on TV, uh, when that Texas player hit the ball, my first reaction was, well, she stepped out of the box. Right. Because uh, you saw, you see her foot on the line. And my understanding is that's, that's out of the box. So. It is. Correct. Correct. The second – Second thing I was wondering was that uh, oh I for, her I can't pronounce her last name but the transfer from Oregon oh Brito Alyssa Brito yeah. she hit that ball deep to left field and when it left I thought well that's a home run and I was thinking well if, if that had gone over that might have made a big difference in the game set a tone very early in it. yeah so, and and it, ju- and it came up just short that was her first yeah. at bat too of the game wasn't it yeah yeah it was right and I thought yeah. oh gosh but the one thing I was wondering uh, and Earlier in the game, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, Patty said that our our players need to uh, adjust their hitting style when they uh-huh. got a pitcher. That, and it seemed like to me the Sooners, all of them, were having uppercuts in their swings, and that's why we're getting so many pop-ups. And I was wondering why uh, why we didn't change our, our hitting style to go, okay, let's just put it on the ground make them work, is what my softball daughter used to say. And that's what thing that surprised me was that we didn't change our approach. Was that because of the Texas defense or or 
just didn't do it. You know, <laughs> I, I, we didn't do it. No, and, and that's a really good question, Ron. And that's one that if um, it sounds, it feels like a JT Gasso kind of a week on the show, don't you think, Josh? Absolutely. We, we we travel to North Texas. We travel to Denton on Wednesday, so maybe we'll see if he can come on tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow's going to be tough. Maybe on game day, we'll see if he can come on. But that's a really good point because this team has shown that not only can they go out and hit bombs when called upon, but they can play some small ball. And right. it, it, we, we saw them do it a little bit on Saturday, uh, Friday night whenever you saw the squeeze, uh-huh. back-to-back bunts whenever Check came in the game. But, yeah, I that, that's a really good question. I'm not – I feel like I know a lot, but there's sometimes whenever we talk about swing adjustments where I realize, you know, f- from what I grew up doing and – and playing this is a much different world. But, yeah, it's a really good question. Maybe they needed to try to play a little bit more small ball on on the the Texas pitcher. Maybe they needed to to try to chop down and swing down a little bit. I'll say one thing for Texas on Saturday. They played much better defense than they did all weekend long. I mean, they made every play. There were some hard-hit balls, and they just went out and made every single play. Thanks okay. for the call, Ron. I appreciate it, bud. That's good. You better, Chris. Thank you much. I like that a lot. Those are my type of callers on sports radio. Sports radio callers like that. Um, If you want to sit here, I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm going Pat McAfee on you. Sorry. It's just the back is kind of. I'll allow it. Um, couple of things if you want to be mad. Oh, it's already 9.30. Let's, let's tease it to next segment. I, I would love to be mad, though. <laughs> if, if, if you want to, let me try to. Reset your frustration from those that are like, oh, they they screwed us with this call. Which maybe they did. But there's other areas that you can point out and go, oof, what happened there? And we'll get to it next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. I am going to have to go McAfee on you because this really hurts. I hit, I hit like my uh, side. On what? Like a corner. At just, your house? Just walking out my brother-in-law's house. The Almost went down. Easter Sunday? Easter Sunday. So I'm, I'm a little in pain. Sitting down is not easy right now. I'm sorry to hear that. Are you excited for the celebration in studio tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hard earned. We've gotten to do this in uh, years past, and it's gonna be awesome. It's you know be, what? Gonna be fun. Do you know what's kind of funny is I had forgot our our boss Brian and Casey Vineyard, who do a fantastic job at making everything pretty cool around here. I had texted her. I'm like, hey, is it okay? You know, just to have a constant parade of people in there knowing that she would be pumped up about it, but not knowing like to the degree she wants to take the celebration. So I'm pretty fired up right now. Oh, are there some, Oh, she's pumped. She's fired. I didn't realize some how much new wrinkles there might be. I'm just, I, I know there's no way KJ's listening to me, but Lou, there might be some new wrinkles in the celebration tomorrow. All right. Let me give you a couple things here real quick. Wait, can I hit that one text just to defend? One It'd be thing. cool to do like a, green screen room pre-interview that we could like tweet out or something that'd be pretty cool tyler that's that's your there you world. go green screen room i i owe tyler an apology too because he asked me like five times this week and for as sooners in 60 and every single time i was like yeah i got that and literally i would get to the stadium and would completely and totally get caught up in pre-game festivity so i'm sorry tyler mccomas we got one when i pulled over at something called a fiesta in the middle of austin traffic if if you want to be in a situation where you just you just have to have something to complain about, if you just have to find something to be negative about, then I don't know if if I would lose my mind too terribly much on 
that one call. I would say the umpiring in general, the the strike zone in general, across three umpires, three different umpires had a pathetic strike zone all weekend long. And, and I mean that on both sides, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it, or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It was really inconsistent. And I thought, I thought Friday night was really bad. Really, it might have been. And I'm again, I can say stuff like this and, and get away with it. Coach can't. I don't even know if Toby's allowed to. Toby Baldwin, but that was a really, really bad strike zone. I thought on Friday night. So you can get mad about that, which is why I think on Friday night you looked at the stat and hope and and Nicole had four walks. What Texas pitchers combined for three walks? It was just it wasn't it wasn't pretty on a strike zone side of things all weekend long. Number two. You find me any other series in the history of ever where Oklahoma's leadoff hitter is going to go 0 for 10. Tiari Jennings was 0 for 10 this weekend. That ain't happening very much, peeps. And you know what's interesting is she went through um, a bit of a similar slump like this last year, and I think it came at about this point in the season in 2021. So I wouldn't get too caught up. And then – you just look at your one through three hitters. Your one through three hitters, re, uh, and it was pretty much Jennings, Allo, and, and Lions all weekend long. Hanson hit in that three hole on Thursday. And I think I, I think I made a mistake earlier when I said three one on Friday night when it was three zip. My apologies. I know we're on a big correct me kick today, and so far you guys are two for two. <laughs> but your first three hitters in the lineup had. What, two hits all weekend long? No, one. They were 0 for 10 on Thursday. They were, no, two, thank you. They were 0 for 10 on Thursday. They were 2 for 9 on Friday. And they were 0 for 9 on Saturday. That's just, that's just not going to happen regularly. So if you want to find something to say, well, that's – I mean, you didn't get any production from the top of your lineup. And, again, you're better because of this. You're going to be better because of this. I know it sucks. Texas is celebrating. There might – you know, Kat Osterman got her number retired. So next to that number eight that's retired, there might be the – what was the date on, on Saturday – April 16th. It might say 4-16-22, beat OU, <laughs> broke their streak. I mean, literally, that's how they celebrated that be- moment. Beat OU for the first time in eight eight years. I mean, I, and again, I'm not knocking it by any stretch of the imagination. No, they, they should have celebrated. They, but they should have. There's also where you're like, to a degree, I mean, girls are crying. People are getting Gatorade showers. No, I mean, it's a good example of why... I mean, they're not OU right now. Chris Chris Oven had one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my life. And I think it is good every so often to to hear something like this because it it, it helped give me some perspective too. And it goes like this. Patty Gasso has built a program that has opposing players on a very good team. 
shedding tears of joy for getting a win in a regular season matchup. This is incredible. He's right. Yeah, and they lost the series. And they lost the series. Right. And we said going in, one win for Texas would be gigantic, and it would be received as a big win. You know, not just the the win itself. Sure. They didn't need to win the series in order for this weekend to be a win for Texas. And really, you start thinking about postseason designations. That one win over OU, if OU plays the rest of the season how we would expect Oklahoma to, maybe they drop one versus Oklahoma State too. Okay, they finish the regular season with just two losses. That one win for Texas could be the difference between them going on the road for a regional or hosting. That important. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if the rankings come out during our show, but I bet they're gonna put a rocket ship up the backside of Texas in the rankings. Oh yeah. I mean it's only team that's beating OU. I also bet they drop OU. Now Virginia Tech's not gonna move up because Virginia Tech lost uh a game to Virginia this weekend. Drop OU to where? Two. For who? Alabama. Okay. That's gonna be my and, and I am here waiting for the internet and Twitter to burn down when it happens. Because I just it shouldn't happen. No. Right. They lost one game. But I think people have been waiting for a reason. And you know what? If I'm Patty Gasso, there's a party that's like, do it. Do it. Please do it. Please, please do it. North Texas this Wednesday at 630. All right. There's a lot of other things to get to with the Air Comfort Solutions text line to wrap up Hour 1. Plus, Kent, hang in there. Your call's next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Hour 1 of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Call them today, 405-735-1167. Get your fencing needs taken care of. Premier, premier fence company in Oklahoma. We got so much to get to, Josh. Let's wrap up Hour 1, though, with Kent. Uh, he gets the final word. What's going on, Kent? Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Kent. How are you? Doing well. Uh, yeah, disappointed in the loss uh, Saturday, but... You know, I kind of figured if we lost the game this year, it was going to kind of go that way. It wasn't going to be a thing where we were outscored in a slugfest. Right. I, you know, you're going to have a bad game like that. You know, props to the Texas pitcher. She was, you know, she made two mistakes, and they were home runs. And outside of that, she didn't leave a lot over the plate. No. That one Hanson hit out in the last inning of that last game was right over the middle of the plate. So, and you know, if the ump's going to give you four or five inches outside or inside, you might as well take it till he stops calling it. Preach. I think the frustration in that is is he was calling it every other pitch, it seemed like. If for both, I mean, their pitcher threw a couple pitches. I'm like, good gosh, that was a strike, and he called yeah. it a ball. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so, and so you're telling me I'm not too crazy when I was a little bit thrown off by the inconsistency of the strike zone. No, it was inconsistent, but it, I didn't think it favored one team or the other. Same. I just think sometimes they – sometimes. I don't like when an umpire changes his zone based on the count. Like it's three and zero, so he expands the zone. If it's a strike, call it. If it's not, don't. And let's you know, let's not let's not play all the. Well, it's three and zero, so I'm going to expand the zone a bit. But and I thought Jordy uh, pitched really well. I'm not critiquing her Thursday, but one thing I kind of noticed late in the game when Texas was timing her up a bit, it seemed like if you watch the replay of that first game, every one of her pitches was 67 to 69 miles an hour. Uh huh. And then they and and then in, late in the game she kind of threw a couple of change ups and got those key strikeouts. It just you know I think Texas was timing her up a bit, but 
it's impossible almost to go undefeated in this type, you know, in softball or baseball. You're just you're going to run into a pitcher that's pitching really well, and you're off a little at the plate. And so now I will say this Saturday, given the way the game was playing out, and I'm not second guessing coach, but I kind of wish maybe we would have tried to play a little more small ball yeah. and force them to make a lot of plays instead of you know because we had a lot of easy fly balls that game and. I kind of would like to see us maybe force their hand a little more. I'll, I can take that. That's a really good point, dude. What is it? These are great calls today. Did we dip the show in good call sauce before the program oh, started? I've I've been Look trying to get that you. accomplished all weekend. Gosh, I don't know if we should do another hour, Josh. I think we've hit our zenith. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> All right, let's hit a couple of other topics next. Great stuff. Hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line on the Plank Show.